Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in to our third episode with Andrew Gasway. If you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. Guys, we are so excited this week. We have the youngest team to ever get Spikeball Elite with us. We have Max and Cole Modell of Hilltop Spike. So everyone give them a warm welcome. Max and Cole, tell us a little bit about yourselves. What is up, everyone? <laughs> Cole Modell here. I am a sophomore currently at the University of Richmond, studying some business administration. Not sure what I want to do yet. Um on that front, but yeah, I've been playing spike ball since eighth grade, so that's got to be six years now for me, I guess. Dang. Yep, and roll spike. Yeah, man. No, no, we're taking down tech at the next sectional tournament. You know that. <laughs> I, oh, I yeah. oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, so yeah, Max and I have been playing together for that long. We just started going out to tournaments, started climbing the rankings a little bit, and here we are now with you guys. We're just coming off. Some hot training that we did at home. We did 30 days of training. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw that video. Yeah. So Max got back from his injury, and now we've just really been grinding. And now we're both at school separated. So, um, yeah, that's where we are right now. Cool, cool. Quick intro for me, too. Yeah, guys, this is Max, um, Cole's older brother. Um, this fall, I'll be a senior <laughs> in college. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been playing spike ball with Cole for a little over five years now with a two year hiatus, um, just getting back off of injury. Doing some training, played in two small tournaments this summer since we got back, and maybe we'll see if I attend my first college nationals um, this spring. If that, that would happens. be dope. Sweet. That, that, that would be incredible. Hopefully, there is college nationals in the spring. We will, we will pray that it happens and hope that we can all be there and playing against maybe, each other. Maybe I can get BYU to finally show up at a sectional. Gosh, yeah, probably not. God, Max, you go to Yale, right? Does Yale have? Have some solid yeah. players there, other than you. Yeah, we've got a couple. We got a couple really solid guys. Um, my partner Dave Hidalgo Gato, he got really into it after um, our freshman year and got premier. He played with Dan Abrams oh, way, way back, back when. Um, when the two of them started playing. Yeah. Oh man. And um, yeah, Dave got premier the day that I tore my ACL, and then when I stopped <laughs> playing, he kind of stopped playing. We lost a little bit of momentum. But hopefully we'll pick it back up this fall. Nice, nice, awesome. Yeah, Cole, I'm guessing you got some ballers yeah. up in Richmond too. Yeah, man, we we have actually just Jack, baby. Yeah, Jack, Jack's pretty good. Jack. So my partner is this guy, Jack Demotional, and he's he's like six foot four. He's super lanky. Oh gosh, gotcha. Josh, you can confirm. Hopefully, right? He's he's crazy. Cole, aren't you like the shortest guy <laughs> yeah, man. on the Richmond squad? Yeah, which is absurd. Yeah, you guys have absolutely. No, you guys are, like I look tiny in these pictures. These guys, I'm six one, so it's not bad. Oh, like boy. these guys, my yeah. closest friends are all like, six. They're all six three, six four, six five. That's absurd. Yeah. So yeah, we got some length there, but um, yeah, we're we're we just started running some practice, some unofficial ones, because can't really do the official ones yet with with COVID and stuff. But yep. we're getting a ton of freshmen to come out, so that's a good news. We're up to, like, 40 guys in the club Oh wow! Um, on the roster. Yeah, so actually seeing some young talent there. All right. With that little, yeah, that's incredible. With that little intro, we're going to jump right into the first segment, which is Week in Review. And, you know, we had one major tourney, the Long Island tourney, with mainly East Coast teams. Uh, I'm not sure mm-hmm. which different states were represented. But the biggest result was Max himself playing with Gabe. I think it's Finoki. How do you say his last name? Finoki. Yeah, Finoki. Yeah. Gabe Finoki. They took uh, first. I don't think you guys dropped a game all day. How was that? We were just locked in from the start. 
Um, Gabe and I had played pickup a couple times the week leading up to the tournament and ironed out all of our uh, all our issues, all the kinks, and got tournament ready and played very well compared to how we were playing earlier in the week. Yes. I will have to say, um, but we were just we were just very focused the entire time. Um, we each had a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. Me wanted to come back hard from injury, mm-hmm. and Gabe not really being someone who's known in the community. We had something we were playing for pretty hard, and we were just playing out, playing hard the entire day. Yeah, yeah. and I think um, one thing that stood out to me just looking at the tourney is that you guys, I mean, you guys dominated the entire day. Like, there wasn't a team that I think got close to y'all except for anchored in one game in the finals, but um, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, there's one semifinal match between oh you gosh. guys and Caleb and Addison where you beat them 21 to 7. And then 21 to 13, is that right? which is still absurd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was right. Um, when Gabe and I stepped away from that game, it did feel a little bit surreal to us. We just didn't expect it to go that well. Um, obviously, yeah. we, were very, we, were confident, we were confident going into it, as you have to be. But, yeah, yeah we weren't really expecting that. And I don't know, my serves were just, they were hitting and Gabe's serves were hitting. We were on pretty much all day, but that time, that game, we were just hitting them all in a row. We kept the ball out of Caleb's and Addison's hand. I think they each aced us uh, two or three times in the entire series. Wow. wow. Um, but yeah, keeping keeping the ball out of their hands um, just by serving. Yeah. Them yeah. Was, me, and was a, me and a couple of the... Because they're both, they're both... They're both very dangerous. Yeah, me and a couple mm-hmm. of the Utah guys um, were talking about it. I, I was like, I mean, I guess if you ace them six times every time you get the ball, they only get like two chances to serve. There's, yeah. there's not a high yeah. ace potential for I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Caleb only made three serves to me in the entire series, wow. and one of them was a lefty ace, and then one was a righty and one was a lefty, and I returned those wow. two. So, yeah, we really um, fortunately didn't have to deal with their serves as much as – yeah, and just for context here, for everyone listening to this, Caleb Heck is widely regarded as a unanimous top four player in the nation. And Addison Powers is regarded by many as a pretty much consensus, like top 20, 25 player. Yeah. Um, and Max, you're coming off of an injury. And Gabe, I think, is still technically, although he is obviously a premier level player, he's still technically an advanced player. <laughs> Both of us are technically oh, advanced. Oh, Max yeah. still advanced. I forgot <laughs> wow. about that. Oh boy. Yeah. That's just That's, crazy. Yeah, and Gabe's crazy. been Gabe's very new to the scene. He only started playing about a yes, year ago. Normally, and only started gosh. getting he only started getting really into it, I'd say around February and when quarantine started, he started grinding. He told me he was hitting in his basement for two hours a day. Learned how to cut in March, wow. reverse cut a month or two after that. So, <laughs> and Max Yeah, and he's been he's been playing a lot this Max, entire Gabe, summer. Um, oh yeah, I was gonna tell these guys Gabe and his partner Connor. Yeah, Connor Prelick, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they came up and played with us. That was just when was that, Max? Like a month ago? That was June June. Yeah. June, July. June, and July. anyway, like when we saw Gabe serve, we were just like we had never seen a real reverse cut yet. We were just starting to really hit him well ourselves too, and it was just crazy. Yeah, that's unreal. Much different than ours. Just the way his jumps um, and stays low, it comes in at about knee height to your left hand, and he just does it so consistently. Yeah, it's I need, crazy. I need yeah. somebody with a really great reverse cut to move out to Utah because currently me and Stokes are the only ones that really have him at all, and neither – like mine's pretty good, but it's not consistent, and Stokes is consistent, but it's not fast. So, like, no real practice. <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing too is Gabe has probably the widest cut serve that I've oh, ever gosh. faced. 
And yeah, so you really have to respect it. Um, and one of the things that we talked about going into the tournament was for him to rely a little bit more on the cut than the reverse, even though it's flashy mm-hmm. and great and gets a lot of people because they yeah. haven't seen it. But his cut serve is just, it's ridiculous. And when you really makes, make uh, your opponents have to respect that, it makes his reverse even better, even when he doesn't hit it perfectly. Yeah, mm. makes a lot of sense. It's kind of kind of the same archetype that Ryder, is, that Ryder falls under and just like really wide cut and then great reverse. So he doesn't really focus on the left at all. Um, Gabe has the left too. It's just uh, and the drop shot. I was telling him, don't don't worry about it either. You don't really need <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was it was a great tournament. Um, get, going back to it, I would say the our, our closest game for sure was the second game against Anchored. We were up a bunch, and then Fitzy went on a run. I made a mistake or two. Gabe mm-hmm. made one or two, and then we ended up pulling it out. Um, but those guys, yeah, the, I would say the reason our games weren't that close other than the last one is also because we played very clean and while other teams would make uh, great while they would make great defensive plays um we were very locked in on our recovery um sets recovery defensive plays Mm -hmm. so anchor would get a ton of ups as they normally do and Mm -hmm. get them back to net but the hits were just not good enough that we would we would get some touches exactly be able to put them away at a high enough clip yeah when you're being relatively clean on offense it's hard to get a put a defensive like conversion into a clean hit, and then y'all can just finish it off one two three. So makes sense. Yeah. I guess the other result from that tourney is maybe just the fact that Anchored took out Tyler and Dan again, and, and that just Tyler mm-hmm. Tyler really does seem to have it in his head that he has some kind of weakness to Anchored. Um, I don't I don't know if I would call it that. I mean. I know that Anchor does does play Tyler very well. They do play yeah. CS very well. Um, I was watching glimpses of the series in and out of points against Caleb and Addison. Tyler was all over everything, all over their heads, mm-hmm. getting so many ups. They couldn't put them all away. It was a very entertaining series okay. to watch while playing. Was it two or um, three? But it was three, and it was by two at the end. And Tyler, oh, wow. uh, so Tyler and Dan lost at the end. Tyler had a like a little a bad hit at the end. I don't know what it was. It seemed like a little bit of a lack of focus because he usually doesn't make mistakes like that. But he was trying to be yeah. cheeky, and it went right to Anthony Ryan, and they put it away. So I don't know. Could have been a different series, if not yeah, for real that. tight for sure. But yeah, very yeah. interesting. And I know too. I've I've heard a lot of rumors that Tyler really has not been spending much time practicing at all during COVID in the midst of this pandemic. So still, honestly, a a pretty impressive result regardless. And just based on what you were saying. He is right there at the top. I would say so too. After watching, um, I would say that the the match that they had for against Anchored is very impressive for both teams. In that Anchored took out two very strong players playing together. Uh, mm-hmm. A defense. It was a very defensive match, and they still came out on top. Um, but also very impressive for Tyler, having not uh, played much over yeah. COVID. And Dan as well, um, being able to yeah, Dan perform is again very at such a high level. I've been very impressed with Dan just over the last couple of months. You know, playing with playing with Rahul, he played one with Drucker. He played, I don't remember, he played one with someone else pretty solid. But he's been consistently performing, you know, top two, top mm-hmm. three in every single tournament he enters, which is just really impressive. When, when I played pickup with Dan too, his hitting was just so cheeky and something – Kind yeah. of crazy. I had never seen like that before. And also, we did take a game off uh, Max and Gabe for the record. Nice. <laughs> oh. What? Wait, Dan, Dan, Wait, what? Dan and I took you and Gabe down to pick up Max. Oh. No. Yeah, you, yeah, you remember that. <laughs> you remember that. 
Cole, Monday before the tournament, Gabe and I went 0-5 together in pickup. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Seriously. We were, yeah, we were garbage and then kind of worked on playing together. One of the biggest changes we made was how Cole and I, the way we play together is Cole is very consistent with his serve. So I'm the guy who can afford to have a slightly lower serve percentage and perhaps go for some aces. Gabe is used to being that guy too. And that with Gen Z, he's ripping aces all the time. Yeah. And it's okay if he misses them here and there. Yeah. But when the two of us played together, we're both the guys mm. doing that. It resulted in us not getting enough balls on the net that would let our defense get activated. Mm. So made that adjustment. Both became a little bit more consistent. Yeah. Um, and, and it worked out. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but it was a big, big change from pickup on Monday to pickup on Wednesday or whatever to um, to the tournament. Yeah, impressive turnaround for sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. With that, guys, we are going to jump into our next segment. This is one of our favorites. It's a classic here at Round the Run. We are going to jump into player comparisons. And this week, Max and Cole, you guys are going to be comparing different animals to players or teams in the round net community. So we're starting right off with a good one. Cole, who is your player (laughs) comparison for a llama? (laughs) Oh, a llama. Wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely kidding. That's not a tough one. Joe Bondi is just the most llama-like person I've ever seen. Like, very, very attractive guy, nonetheless. Joe, shout out there. But, yeah, like, he just looks so much like a llama. I mean, like, I don't know if that team name was chosen on purpose, but, like, good job, boys. So, so we're talking, like, more skill here as opposed to anything. Or not skill. We're talking more looks here as opposed to anything else. Joe just looks like a llama. Yeah, no, I was talking pure looks on that one. All right, okay. just so I you like know, it. you like are it. a llama. And the next one we've got, I think this one's from Max. Who is the lion in the round net community? The lion has got to be Drucker. Okay. Uh, Drucker, very intimidating, not just because of his height, not just because of his height, but also I would say playing him, serve-receive, got a huge serve but then he can also go for that gentle drop so Ooh. you're standing behind you're standing you're standing there to receive quite a lot so very intimidating yeah okay. okay all right i needed the explanation but once you gave it to me it started clicking a little bit yeah oh, so i like that i like that all right cole we've got an interesting one for you here <laughs> next the uh player comparison for a wombat <laughs> a wombat um that is a tough one do you know what a wombat I- is I do. You know what? It's actually really funny that you guys just asked that because my younger brother, Jake, did a science project okay. on a wombat. Dang. So, yes, I watched his video. So I do know what one looks like. And I'd have to go with Tyler Chiz on that one. Just Ooh. again off of appearance, which <laughs> is kind of interesting. I don't really have much of a reason for it. I'm sorry. It's a little bit of a lame answer. But, like, when I just think of a wombat, I just see Chiz. Like, maybe, yeah. You know, I a little just, on the shorter side, maybe. I just Googled pictures. And I'm not saying this is 100% why, but the <laughs> hair, I can kind of see it. It's like short mm-hmm. and spiky a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see the comparison. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, you read read the description. Wombats are short-legged, muscular marsupials <laughs> that are native to Australia. I mean, if that doesn't describe Tyler Chisholm. <laughs> All right, dope. That was, that was a good answer. I like that one. Uh, Max, who's, who's the bear of round net? You know, grizzly, polar, or black? Which one? Which is the nicest uh, one? Do you know? <laughs> nicest predis- predisposition, probably a, a panda bear, I guess. Oh, oh panda. Yeah. Oh, panda. Oh, panda. All right, yeah, we got to go panda bear. 
Panda Bear is going to be uh, Mr. Anthony Alvino for sure. Okay. Um, also, we had to go with the nicest one. He's just a pleasure to be around. Um, for example, after this last tournament, went back uh, to his house real quick, served me up some nice chicken parm, swam oh, pool before heading home. Nice, dude. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a mess. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one of the best parts about right. the spike ball community for sure. Yeah. So many people like 100%. that. 100%. All right, Cole, this next one, we've got an interesting one for you here again. The uh, the ever small yet mighty mouse. Ooh, actually, this is a pretty easy one for me. I think, I think. Okay. We're not going on looks now. We're going on maybe, let's say, movement <laughs> speed, size. Okay. Kenny. Kenny's kind of small and quick, like very quick. You know, okay. when you see, you know, when you see a, a mouse, they're going to scutter away really quick, and maybe Kenny mm-hmm. will. Kenny will be able to do that, get a quick defensive touch. So I have to go with him on that one. Yeah, and you know, I, I like that. That's I just solid. looked it up, and so mice only grow to be one to two inches tall, and they can jump thirteen inches above the ground. So Whoa. they can jump thirteen <laughs> times as high as their body height. So I mean, good comparison there. Yeah, maybe Kenny has a sick vertical we don't know about with the Bro, thirteen times like, body height. Yeah, it's forty-eight <laughs> foot vertical, easy. <laughs> All right, dope. And then the last one we've got for this segment, who is the crane of round net? It's an interesting one, kind of graceful. Crane is graceful. It's also pretty lanky, so it reminds me of PJ. Oh. But also, yep. also I'll have to say, I'll have to add in, Crane's got some nice, like, feathers on the head, some good colors and all that. You know, so it's got a lot to flex, got a little mm-hmm. bit of clout. So I, I, feel, I feel it fits PJ pretty nicely. That's fair. Mm-hmm. All right, awesome. That was a great segment. And now we're going to move right into the this or that. Uh, and for this, this or that segment, we're saying, who would you rather serve receive? Um, and so for the first question, we're going to start off with just a, a general actual spike ball related one because, you know, spike ball podcast and all that. Will Piccone or Joe Bondi? Uh, I'll, take, I'll take it first then. I, we have never played either of them except I've played Will back a few months ago. Uh, when it was my first, actually a year ago, basically, when it was my first semester at college. And we were playing a bunch of pickup, and I know he has gotten a ton better since then. So just based on what I've seen, and I, and I also will be playing with him and Joe within the next few weeks for oh, sure. Because nice. um, I'm down in Richmond. Yeah, so I think I'm going to play with Will this weekend too. Um, but, yeah, I think <sighs> I would rather receive Joe. Okay. okay. I, would, I, would, I would add in I would rather receive Pecone. Um, I've just got some good real estate in his head. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. That's what it's all about. All about yeah. the mental game there. That's I Pico mean, knows I'm his daddy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's all they more mental. or less said that in the podcast too. They, I mean, they did, they, didn't they? You know, we asked them who I, would win, did. and they both said Hilltop <laughs> takes it. So, yeah, dude, they're 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 both awesome guys, and they're also just so good for. Their age are so young. They just remind uh, remind me of us for sure. Max and I, like when we mm-hmm. first started, really exploding on the scene. So definitely excited to see where mm-hmm. they go and stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with that. All right, moving into our next one. Who would you rather serve receive? A gorilla or a bear? Serve receive. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking Alvino. Like I'm feeling the comparison. <laughs> Still lingering in my mind, so I'm gonna have to go with the gorilla. All right, Ooh, interesting. Okay, you got to think that's uh, accurate too, because gorilla has hands, bear has claws, so gorilla, yeah. you know, could be just pulling out some nasty cuts. 
I was going to say I would probably rather go for a gorilla because I just feel like a gorilla would be less coordinated maybe with uh, the size. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. And I mean, those, those bear claws could really get some nasty cut on that ball. Plus, I mean, if we're thinking comparisons, like the Alvino backhand is, is wicked. So I don't don't think anyone wants to deal with it. Yeah. All right. Um, And then the next one, would you, Oh, and this is kind of a fun one. Cole, would you rather receive yourself or your brother? You got to really think about it because you haven't received yourself, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. So I always tell people it's pretty funny. Like, and I think Max would feel the same way about this that when Max and I are playing oh, yeah. pickup, that I just am very confident serve receiving Max. And Ooh. Max is an amazing serve, filthy, obviously. But like, literally, Max could be playing with any other partner. And I feel like I have Max's serve receive unlocked just because I've seen. I've just seen it so much. And I also, I would also always say like lefties don't usually give me that much trouble when I play them just because I'm always receiving great lefty serves. So I would, I would say I'd rather receive myself. Okay. And Max, let's get your opinion on that one too. Yeah. Pretty much in agreement with Cole. I would rather receive myself. Um, just to, just to, I don't know, see what that's like. Cole and I have each other, on, <laughs> Cole and I have each other on lock just from hitting so many serves at each other. Um, mm-hmm. I've also, I've also just never been aced by him. So I feel like <laughs> I don't know. I'm up for the challenge. Wow, Cole, that's, that's, okay. like, that, that's the biggest cap I've heard. <laughs> oh my! God. I was about to say, let's get the verification on that. Hey, hey, save it. Yeah, no, guy is me tonight. These guys. So oh, Max, and I have, Max and I have the, the, the funniest thing going to pick up where we'll ace each other. My friends are actually talking about that school because they've seen us and like we'll ace each other. Let's say we ace each other once early in the game, and then maybe we play a few more games each other a few more times and it's like one of the last games of the day we're playing and max aces me and i'll be like that's the first one you aced me all day and like we just go back and forth and say like you've aced me like once today and like <laughs> yeah i love that all right our uh, our next one you know nba playoffs are going on right now um and just a, a we're gonna dive into some nba players right here so we have um in honor of the richmond spiders the uh the durantula kevin durant or <laughs> You know, the king, the lion, possibly the goat, depends on who you ask. LeBron James. Who would you rather serve receive? Kevin Durant or LeBron James? And he is the goat. Debatable. <laughs> I'd probably rather receive LeBron. I just feel like it'd be cooler. I'd have a more fun experience because he is the goat. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's he knows who's the goat. Interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think as in terms of, like, who would be more scary to serve receive, I think – uh, KD would be more scary, so I'd mm-hmm. rather receive LeBron. I think KD just has okay. the spike ball body type, you know, long and lanky. Yeah, Hit, I mean, some good angles. Man's six ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next one we've got for you: PJ in Tyler's body, or Drucker, but in Kenny's body. Ooh, I think I would rather receive um, Drucker in Kenny's body because. Yeah, I'm just – I've struggled receiving PJ in the past, I feel like, more than I have Trucker. So that's just my main reason that All right. I think the body types are about the same that they'd be going into. So I don't know if that if that plays that much of a factor. Cool, cool. I feel like, I feel like a lot of Drucker's mm-hmm. power, power comes from his body um, mm-hmm. and his stance. It's pretty in- intimidating. So I feel like that would be easier to receive if you're in Kenny's body. I also, was – yeah. Also, Tyler can cut and fuego and all that, so we know that PJ skills would translate. 
So that would be true. true. So that is all that we have for this or that this week. So we're going to jump right into one of our favorite segments. Um, you know, we, we love having Max and Cole on here. Um, and part of the reason for that is we just want to sit down and talk with you guys and ask you some questions and pick your brain. So we are jumping right into hot seat where we will do exactly that. So jumping right into our first question, uh, Max, you obviously talked about um, just your injury and being out for a long period of time. You know, what was kind of the most challenging part in recovering from that injury and getting back to the point you are at now where you're already winning tournaments again? That's a great question, Josh. I would say not necessarily – well, probably the most challenging, but also the most important part is just staying positive through the mm-hmm. whole thing since it was an extremely uh, long, arduous recovery because I actually had to have a second surgery. I don't think many people oh, know I had wow. to have a second surgery at the 14-month yeah. mark. Yeah, to take out a screw from the first surgery because um, I was just having a lot of pain. So when I was walking, it was bugging me always, and it wouldn't go away. So I, there was about a nine month period of stretch where, sorry, a nine month stretch where I was told that I had to rest and let the pain go away and it wouldn't. So that was pretty tough because that was around the time when I was supposed to be running, cutting, getting back to spike and everything. And I had to do nothing. And then it didn't end up going away and I needed a second surgery and that worked out great. I felt, I felt amazing right after that, but staying positive during the whole thing it wasn't challenging it, it was hard at times mm-hmm. um, just always wanted to be getting back and doing things and you know upset that it's not always healing as fast as you want it to mm-hmm. be but I would say I was very optimistic throughout it um, I would say on top of that I also grinded my physical therapy mm-hmm. um, like like no other and I was just working so hard on that every day um, whether it was late at night early in the morning whenever I had time for it I would never skip a day Still am, still working on it. So that yeah. taught me a lot of dedication, how to really grind to something, whether or not you want to in the beginning. And now it's something that, that I feel very good about doing and enjoy doing. Um, makes me feel like I'm staying on top of it and staying healthy. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's uh, – yeah, and a testament, a testament to your – character max and just the uh the spirit within you to keep fighting and pushing through and that and i think i speak for everyone in the roundnet community when i say we're just we're super to have an official season again and see you back out there absolutely destroying everyone yeah that'll be great i appreciate it Josh. how was we how did. long was your yeah. uh, was the total recovery time till you were back to let's say running um after both surgeries yeah um so i can give you a little timeline so i had surgery in October 2018 five months later was when the pain started and I was running at that point you usually start running around the four four month or so mark so I was running for about a month and then I had to stop for nine months and I got the second surgery at the 14 month mark and that's that's not too big of a recovery Um, so a couple months after that I would say four months after so 18 months total I was pretty much back to playing a full year and a half wow Wow. Full year and a half for the whole thing. But I would say silver lining in it is that I didn't come back from injury too early and push yeah. myself mm-hmm. because I have a hard time. I have a hard time not going yeah, 100% point. every time I play yeah. just being a competitive person. And a lot of people come back from injury too early, especially ACL, come back at the nine-month mark, 10-month mm-hmm. mark, trying to, trying to get back for a specific tournament or event or whatever. And that wasn't possible for me. So I think the good thing is that the actual ACL had a lot more time to heal. My body had more time to heal. And then on top of it, COVID happened um, right around when I was supposed to come, come back on the scene, which did feel a little bit early to me from the second mm-hmm. surgery. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, 
um, I didn't mind that the tournaments were canceled and that I didn't force me to rush back right. um, when I felt like I could have used another month or two. So mm-hmm. I ended up getting that month or two and, and I feel gotcha. great. So very excited about it. That's awesome. I actually just got a brace the other day. I ordered it a couple months oh, yeah, ago. Max, I, didn't, I didn't see that Thinking. Yeah, I played a couple games in it today for the first time. I ordered a couple months ago. It took forever, and I thought I was going to want it um, to feel more comfortable playing it. And I played two games in it today and just feel significantly better without it. Okay. So mm-hmm. not going to – not really plan on using it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's gr- great to have you back. Um, jumping into the next question, um, a lot of different people – you know, OG people from who were really there when you were rising out of the scene as a top five team in 2018 um, have a lot of different opinions on whether you guys are still a top five team, say, going into the start of 2021. Um, and what would you got say to the people who are opposed to that opinion, who don't think you're top five, maybe not even a top 10 team going into 2021? Uh, I'll take this one. Well, I, haven't, I don't think I've heard people say they wouldn't have us in the top 10 who we've played with and not talked to, but um, it is a little bit weird right now because Max and I were talking about this. When we were back in 2018, there weren't really any people who who had – who uh, there weren't really any haters out there. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there, I think there are just so many people now – or I don't know, a good amount who are doubting us. And it's just a little bit weird because when we were – just 2018, I mean, we were the third-ranked team uh, when Max got hurt. We hadn't gotten upset that whole year, according wow. to, like, rankings-wise. We had uh-huh. not gotten beaten. Is that That's right, right, Max? That's ex- except the day, except the regionals when I got hurt. We lost to Dan oh, yeah, and Skyler. But we lost to them. Eliminated. We lost them and, and, and yeah. losers. And, yeah, I mean. Tournament eliminated, yeah. We, we podiumed at five out of the six stops we went to, and I just felt like we were really at the top of our game. We were going to nationals thinking – we were the closest team besides Anchor to, to beating CS. Two, we had two uh, or three three-game series with them, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just coming back. It's definitely a little bit different that we've taken this time off. But the point is what I would say is that as far as the game changing and serve ball, like, Max and I are one of the original serve ball teams. And that's how we yeah. got on the scene. And yeah. if pe- and. I think people know that we got to be one of the most hardworking teams out there. I've I've played every day the last week and a half since I've been at school. If not, I'm hitting into a wall and I'm working on new serves always. We're both getting reverses down, opposite hands, all that. So I mean, I just hope people know that we're grinding and and if you just just have some faith in us, we'll we'll be there. We're we're planning on getting right back to where we were. So it's good to that's hear. What, that's all I have to say. I won't say you have haters in the, you had haters in Utah, but there were definitely some people who were doubting that you guys were just going to pop back pop back in as a top five team right from the get go. Um, yeah. But after and that hey, that's, kind of com- performance, that's completely fair, Solomon. Yeah, like to, it is fair for people to think that yeah. we've not we've just been playing pickup. We haven't played any pro teams yet, and that's all I want to do. I mean, I told you this week I'm I'm probably going to be playing with Coleman, Will, and then some other guys. So there we go. Yeah, I don't know. Just want to get some really good level competition. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, after that performance uh, from Max and Gabe this weekend too, it just kind of shows that you guys are still right there. And even if like going against a full pro team have a little trouble with server sheet at the start throughout a full season, could easily be a top five team. Um, so that was super awesome to see. I'll also add in Solomon. I know we want to jump to the next question, but that was the one element of my game that I was most concerned about going into the tournament, playing pro mm-hmm. players for the first time. But I felt extremely clean. I got aced five or six times wow. every time day. I forgot what it was. Counter, counter it up. Wow. Yeah, appreciate it. 
But um, but yeah, I was I felt significantly more comfortable than I expected. Got aced once by Caleb, once by Addison. Granted, we kept the ball out of their hands quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but did feel but did feel very comfortable, especially receiving anchored too. Um, so service receive was was better than I expected. That's great to hear. Admit. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, jumping into our next question, you guys are obviously um, like that. You guys also have a pretty solid list of sponsors, one of whom is actually Chubby's, which is a pretty big name company. So I'm curious, how did you guys land Chubby's as a sponsor? Max, I do have to take the credit here for the sponsorships. <laughs> Max, comes, Max does, does does absolutely nothing with the sponsorships. <laughs> I do the flying cold does I do the flying cold does the sponsorships. There we but, go. Um, yeah, but so <laughs> as far as Chubby specifically, we so we had the Lancaster tour stop, and Skylar Bowles reached out to us and said, um, "Chubby's is coming to hook up teams with shorts for ESPN Play," and. So a lot of credit for him there. And then so we had those mm-hmm. on. And then I remember Skylar was also talking to us just about getting to know people. Just that's how you build the sponsorships. You got to build personal connections with all of them. So there few I think two of the guys that were the owners of Chubby's that actually came to the tournament. Oh wow. And hung out. And yeah, Max and I Max and I during our lunch break or something, we just went over to them, started talking to them a bunch and ended up playing a game with them. And got some content filmed for them for their Instagram, and wow. at, yeah, at the end of it, the guy um, Mason, who's who we're super tight with now, he's awesome. He's their director of content. Um, wow. Yeah, and he he just gave me his number, and I talked to him, and Max, so they sponsor they sponsored us the season after that. Yeah, right. Uh, well, what we said was th- they agreed to the sponsorship while I was. Still oh wait, there. wait, no, Everyone hold did. on, Max. Um, they agreed right after. So, yeah. sorry, I just remembered. So, right after that, we were like, we have still have half the season to go. Would you guys be interested in hopping on and sponsoring us? We can't. We're not going to get New Jersey's made or anything because we have those deals with those sponsors. Um, but they said they'll send us some shorts and some nice collared shirts, which is funny because then we played that tournament and then Max um, in New York. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, so after that, I called Mason up and that was that was actually one of the first calls I made. And I said that our biggest sponsor spot, like – most expensive to purchase was on the front of our jerseys and we'd love it to be for chubbies and we worked out a deal to have them and yeah so that's basically how that went that's totally dope that's awesome and then and then also (laughs) when we realized that i wasn't going to be coming back for 2019 and we just basically said to all of our sponsors um like we didn't get to play any tournaments so we're just going to run it back keep the same deal on everything Mm -hmm. same sponsorships we'll do it for 2020 and honestly and honestly probably the same thing since we didn't really get to play (laughs) 2021 yeah uh, it's fine yeah also yeah. for as far as up and coming teams if anyone's listening to this i want to know more about soliciting sponsors totally hit me up because i've learned from the best skylar bulls and he mm-hmm. showed me how to create some good sponsor presentations and show um everyone what your team's about and just yeah i really know how to get your name out there there we go that's awesome yeah coach yeah and again cole, like um yeah like Instagram. cole was saying <laughs> sorry josh was saying talk to him about that it's a very underrated aspect of being an official team and trying to grow and compete and round net and can definitely be something that is a huge huge help as you're looking to go play in more tournaments and things like that awesome um also side note i just remembered right when i was beginning to learn or like starting to play spike ball like i want to say like a year ago 
I'm pretty sure I DM'd you guys on Instagram and was like, hey, can you send me a slow-mo of like a cut? And y'all totally answered <laughs> with like within an hour and sent me one. And I was just like, hey, these guys are dumb. <laughs> I just like yeah, flashed in my mind. We love responding to people for sure. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Dope. I just totally <laughs> yeah. that. love that. Slide in the DMs, guys. Do it. <laughs> There's absolutely no shame. They respond within an hour. If they don't, you get your money back guaranteed. It's a done deal. Confirmed. <laughs> you heard it here first. All right. Uh, with the next question. So since y'all are both, you know, one of the OG serve ball teams starting out in 2018, uh, just rising up on the scene with your serves, who, and let, let's just get a quick opinion from both of you, which one of you is the better server? Uh, I don't mean to be conceited, Cole. I would probably say me, more so just because people struggle with the left. Um, I also started hitting it differently uh, last couple of weeks. When Cole and I oh, were right no. down at the beach, we just started messing around, started doing a little pivot serve, which I'd never done in oh, 2018. No. Um, and it started working pretty well, um, given the last tournament. So There we go. Yeah. Cole? Uh, yeah. No, man. I, w- I would say myself, too. <laughs> 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 I, th- I, th- I think for the season, I'm also working a better reverse than Max right now, but we'll have to see. All right, good to hear. Cole's also Cole's also extremely um, consistent. I would say one of our underrated Instagram posts is him hitting 36 <laughs> oh, cuts gosh. in a row. Gosh, on the third, on like the third take. <laughs> that yeah, I got, I got, I got. Like we were both eighth at- this time before, like 11 the next time, <laughs> 46 or something. Oh, I'm gonna have gosh. to search that one up. That's insane. What even? It was a five-minute IGTV <laughs> video. I didn't expect you to get more than, like, 15 <laughs> goal. Yeah, it was funny. It also ended on a very close pocket. <laughs> yeah, my arm is dead the next two days. <laughs> Dang. Gosh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Max, one thing that you are also known for in the RoundNet community are two apps that you've actually put on now. The RoundNet Stats app, which lets you track stats from different pickup games and give you your RPR for those games. And also the new RoundNet Drills app, where I think there's videos of you and Cole um, just taking people through different training programs and drills. So, you know, what was your motivation behind creating those and what kind of went into that whole process? I will say I, I would have liked Cole to be in some of the videos with me. Um, hopefully we'll be for the next one on the drills app. Couldn't get him to do it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say, yeah, the, the motivation for the stats app, that was a couple of years ago. That's when the stats uh, conversation was mm-hmm. really brewing and everyone was talking. It was the talk of the town. And I came out with the RPR model, which is kind of a way of gauging a metric for gauging how well a player performed during, during a game. And then I was thinking about, the ways that I tested that model and actually collected people's RPR scores. And what I do is I'd sit there and watch a game and manually tally. Okay. Max made his serve. Okay. Cole uh, hit this put away tallying in, in columns in a data table. And I realized it's very slow. You can't do it in real time. So I wanted to make something that, that lets people do that. So that's what the stats app does tracks all your stats and looking to, uh, make some changes on it now in the future. I've kind of let it sit where it's been for the mm-hmm. past year, but I've been talking with the Texas Roundnet guys too because yeah. they've been using it for their stats for their goal, yeah. which is awesome. And Brian Childs, Logan Cornelius, the guys are doing some great data visualization, mm-hmm. making stats a lot more legit. So working with them for uh, for coming up with some improvements to the app 
how we can make the stats better and hopefully grow That's it again. Awesome. And then, yeah. For, yeah. And for the round at drills app, I would say that was motivated on me by me practicing during quarantine and also by an app that I use with a couple of my friends to do um, an ab workout every day. And it just lays it out very nicely for you. I don't use it anymore. I was doing it with them back in the beginning mm -hmm. of quarantine, but it just lays out for you what, what exercises you have to do every day. You don't have to think, you don't have to be creative about them. And I combined that with my own practicing around that and figured, you know, why not put these two together for other people to work on some pretty basic drills. Um, and I think that the, the idea was that putting it in one place where someone could just look for drills every day without having to think about what drills mm. they should be doing is very convenient and can get people yeah. practicing more. And it wasn't, it wasn't really made for top level players, at least in the beginning. Um, the original, the initial content that I put out, it's just very easy hits and stuff that everyone can benefit from, especially if you go to the later days, it works mm -hmm. on cheekier uh, hits like backhand pushes with the other hand and yeah. all that stuff like that. So, but it was tailored more so to general round net player to work on more rudimentary skills. Um, but I am looking forward to making some new plans and I have it all Ooh. set up now so that I just have to come up with the plan and record the drills and put them in on the back end. Um, so it's not a lot of work to get a new plan in there. Kind of just have to sit down and do it and also leaves the potential for partnering with different teams, which would be super cool if yeah. they have specific drills that they like to do together. Yeah. Um, you could also even kind of so, looking forward to that. maybe almost partner with how to round net or maybe the Y spike guys and just get some tutorials on there. I don't know how possible that is, but just like cool new serves, like say something like the reverse comes along and everybody wants to know how to do it, but they're having trouble figuring it out. You partner with one of them, they film the video and you get it on the app and get it out there. It's a great way to just, you know, put more content out. Totally. And one of the other things too, is that in a lot of the tutorials, uh, people will say, here are the drills that you can do or the ways that you can mm -hmm. break down the reverse mm -hmm. cut, for example. Start doing this, then move it up to this. Like, get the spin, yeah. then start, then throw yeah. it, then start hitting it. So that kind of breakdown, put that into a plan where it's like, do 10 of these this day, do ten of the, 15 of these the next day, and it's kind of laid out there for you. It makes it easier for people to grasp mm -hmm. onto. Awesome. So definitely. Yeah, to do and that. I think a, a big part of it, too, just the, the timing of it coming out in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, we've players who have just started grinding it. I mean, you look at Will Piconi and Joe Bonnie and even even Gabe too. Like these are um guys that have really just started trying to perfect their craft because of COVID and because of quarantine. And so if you're a newer player out there, um highly recommend downloading this app and utilizing it. It's just such a great tool to work on your game and take those steps to becoming a better player. Yeah. Appreciate it, Josh. That's awesome. I, I totally need to check out the app more as well. Um and then kicking off with the next question, what do you guys like to do outside of round net? Um, I'll take this one first. So I like, in general, just playing games. I, we've been into Catan lately a lot. Yes. And Max, I figure you might say, be saying this too. We've been running, dude, come on, we've been running so much Catan. I just taught my boys at college too. Yes, we're super into that. Cool, I show. Oh, I showed dad how to play online. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be running. There we go. I didn't college? know that was a possibility. And... I might have to try uh, that out. Yeah. Colonist.io. And then besides that, just kicking it back with the boys, chilling. Um, that's what I've been doing for the most part here at school and obviously doing some work too. But yeah, just basically hanging with friends, family, my girlfriend. That's basically it. Nice, nice. Max? 
yeah, for me, um, I like coding some projects. As you could tell yeah. with the apps, I find that stuff very fun, especially when it's something I care about. I also love playing the piano. Took lessons for ten years, but now it's just something wow. I do for fun. When I hear a song that I like or anything, just go. Grab hey, the music we've got and start a uh, we've got so a keyboard that. guy now for our post tourney round the realm band. If you guys didn't hear last week. Gasway, we're gonna get Gasway to play the fiddle. Addison Powers is hopping on guitar. Michael Ooh. Sue is gonna sing, and I am playing my drums or cajon. But Max, Wait, now we've got dude, a keyboard. Dude, I got a ukulele. I, I oh, a ukulele. and Cole's got a ukulele. Oh my goodness! <laughs> dude, we're this, is, this is perfect. What a crew. This is perfect. What a crew. But yeah, sorry, Max. <laughs> yeah, I would also say I would second. No, you're you're good, Josh. Second Catan with. Uh, with second Catan from what Cole said, and also uh, all sorts of games, bananagrams, uh, oh, card games, and all that. Quality games. Um, also, yep, yep, chilling with the boys too. Some beer dye. Yeah, si- <laughs> nice. Yeah. Integral. Side, integral. Uh, side note, Josh, do you speak Spanish? Oh, yeah, I you... do not speak Spanish. I no, speak not French. Josh. I totally I, meant I speak Max. In Spanish. I totally meant Max. Because you were, you were living in Spain for a yeah. while, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm also studying some Spanish in college, and yeah, I was in Spain um, okay. this past semester for about two months. Yeah, that's awesome. Home, so, so I speak Spanish as well, and I was wondering, have you ever tried Spanish bananagrams? It's actually Dude, no, I haven't. It's really fun. Yeah. So a lot of oh wow, most of the people in my family speak Spanish as well, um, and so my grandma bought us Spanish bananagrams, and we all play it together. And Dude, that's what it's a fun. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Interesting. That'll yeah, that'll be a that. good one. All right. Now we come to our last question of the episode, which most is most important one. So sad, but like Solomon is saying, it is the most important one, and it's also ending the episode on a high note because this is our favorite question to always ask anyone. So <laughs> we've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again. We're probably going to talk about it on every episode we have. Max and Cole, <laughs> what are your guys' favorite <laughs> cereals? Oh my god. I already, I already. Oh, I'm definitely it. not going first. I, I got to think here. But I will go into more detail about it. So, please <laughs> favorite do. Favorite cereal is definitely Lucky Charms. Yeah, like, uh, like solid. previously stated. Solid. So I had a, I had a really fun weekend with my friends back at home after our prom, where we all got a house down by the beach and hung out for the weekend. And um, we bought probably eight boxes of Lucky Charms and finished them. And, oh my gosh! And so yeah, that was I. That was where the name kind of came from, and uh, we painted a wooden table with Lucky Charms on it. My my friend group's uh, text group chat named Lucky Charms. So yeah, that's that that's definitely got to be go to for me. That that's is incredible. That is wild. Wooden to me table. That you ate that much. Um, <laughs> I didn't also, personally eat it, but also that's glorified Cheerios. I want you to know, it's glorified <laughs> Cheerios. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. I mean, Solomon, the man ate eight boxes, but I think you got <laughs> no. So I, I did. For that. I didn't personally eat eight boxes. My friend group did. No, it was right. way more but impressive still. when I thought you ate eight by yourself. Eight, eight <laughs> yeah, boxes of cereal were went were basically devoured. We're consumed. We're consumed. Of time. Exactly. We're consumed. Yeah. I think we got to show love for that, regardless of how many. Thank you. Are I, I appreciate it, boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can respect it then. Uh, and then Max. Yeah, I'm struggling oh, here a little no. bit with this question, but I'm probably <laughs> going to go. I know it's rough. I usually don't eat like the super sweet yeah. cereals. Our mom only gets multi-grain Cheerios, yeah. which I do love. Uh, I got to go with Frosted oh. Flakes, though. I feel like it's the old reliable okay. classic. You know, Good old Tony sweet. the Tiger. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I That's don't know if you guys have listened to enough episodes to, to know this, but 
We're we're Cinnamon Toast Crunch fans here. Uh, I, that's like my second. Oh shoot, that's actually it has the, yeah, that's it's just so good. It totally so slipped my mind. So much I totally slipped my mind. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It's. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's undisputed. Undisputed here. Two solid choices, nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. So sadly, guys, that is the end of Hot Seat. Max and Cole, thank you so much for sitting down and taking some time to answer our questions. Um, Just a lot of great things to say. If you guys don't already, go give them a follow on Instagram at Hilltop Spikes and also go subscribe to their YouTube channel. They're putting out a ton of great content, a lot of great things coming your way, um, and hopefully a lot of exciting things coming up in the 2021 season for Hilltop. For sure, for sure. Appreciate you you guys guys so much for having us on. Yeah, for this episode, and we'll see you around the realm.